The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Grammy-winning Nashville rocker Mike Ferris got personal on his last record, Silver and Stone, on Compass Records. The title referred to his wife Julie's wedding ring, and the album is a celebration of their 25-plus years of marriage and her support in sticking by him through his years struggling with addiction and alcoholism. Now sober for many years, Ferris has the energy and conviction of a man saved. A stack of anecdotes and a life experience that would make most people's heads spin and a soulful vocal delivery reminiscent of Sam Cooke or Otis Redding. Last month, Mike Ferris released his soulful rendition of the driving and crying classic Honeysuckle Blue for the upcoming album Let's Go Dancing, a celebration of Kevin Kinney on Tasty Goody Records. This Tennessee-born rocker is known for his soul singing and his major label band The Screamin' Cheetah Wheelies, but what you might not know is that he's a lifelong fan of the Atlanta Braves and he's coming to Mableton, Georgia on October 7th for a special Triumph in Life concert. So we're honored to talk with the one and only Mike Ferris. Welcome to Braves Country. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia Coast. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma. Blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey, uh, it was great to see you at the Screaming Cheetah Wheelies uh, Wheelie Fest at the Caverns earlier this summer, man. And um, and then we talked the other day, and you were somewhere in Europe traveling to London. And, and where are you today, man? Uh, I'm in Oslo right now, and um, our last day in Norway, and then uh, we head to Paris tomorrow. Oslo, Norway. I've been there a few times. Are you uh, doing Rockefellers? No, I did a... Um uh, the largest, uh, one of the largest festivals in Europe is uh, in a town called New Toden. Uh, it's a New Toden uh, Blues Festival, and uh, we just finished that. So uh, we had a couple of days we wanted to spend here in Oslo, and so we're just here uh, hanging out. And then my wife uh, and nephew get get to uh, Paris. They're going to meet us up over there, and we're going to have some family time. Awesome. That's great. Where's the show in Paris? Yeah. Are you going to do a show in Paris as well? or No, we're in Paris for a few days and uh, hanging out and then uh, for about four days. And then we go to the south of France to Nice and hang out for a week or two or something. I don't know. I forget it. I don't even know how long we're going to be there. That's when you know life is good, when you don't even know how long you're going to be in France. You're just like, we're going to all the hot spots. We're going to be there until we ain't. <laughs> yeah, 
something like that. <laughs> I love it. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to talk to you, as especially as a, uh, a fellow Braves fan. I'm a lifelong Braves fan. When my mom and dad divorced, I was about 11 years old, and we moved to town. We, moved, we were living in the country, deep in the country, very solitary world. Then we moved into town, big city of Winchester, Tennessee, and the house we moved into it had, you know, we were looking in the living room, and it had a, a you know, a big imprint where the uh, TV furniture entertainment thing was, and it left a big imprint. Whoever was there before, obviously, that's where the TV went, and then, and then where that was in the wall, there was a cable coming out of the wall, and we were like, "What is that?" A direct this was, portal. This is, and this is way back, and we were like, "Well, let's plug." plug it in the TV and see what happens. <laughs> and we had cable. It was still on. The cable was still on for some reason. And uh, and so, uh, I, I, you know, I just, we had instantly had TBS. And uh, so we watched, I watched Braves every single day. Heck and yeah. the days I wasn't watching the Braves, I was watching uh, WGN out of Chicago. I was watching the Cubs play. But for some reason, I mean, maybe, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I was drawn to the the Braves were my team, you know, and I was I don't know eleven, um, and uh, and that, those were my guys, man. And uh, that was back with uh, back in the days of Gene Garber and yeah. Phil Necro and Dale Murphy. It was an awful time, but it was a good time. <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm, I'm equally as interested in where the country was before you moved to town and got cable. Where were y'all living there? Because I'm kind of from the country myself. Well, we were down in Franklin County, down down where I'm from, uh, right on the Alabama border of Tennessee and Alabama. Uh, okay. If you've been across Swanee Mountain, Mount Eagle Mountain, that's that's part of Franklin County. Many and, times, uh, many times. I'm from Dalton, Georgia. So you know, you know the country. Shoot, yeah, boy, I do. I'm telling you, and and growing up the same way as you did, when uh, when Daddy had the TV on, it was on the Braves, and if he had the radio on, it was on the Braves, and we grew up with the same favorite players rick mailer and glenn good, hubbard glenn hubbard and goodness grace and rafael ramirez hubbard, and, man hubbard golly yeah man just there's, there's so much of that i've forgotten man but yeah hubbard was he was second base right yes yeah. sir oh yeah he gave short people yeah. like us hope mike ferris <laughs> and then you sure had did. and then you had bruce benedict of behind course. the plate you know i loved it those were my guys. Great, great. Yeah, you know, but for me, I, I like the Cubs during the daytime too. Uh, you get home from school, you watch the Cubs and Andre Dawson, and then and then at night you get ready for your Bravos, of course. So. But see, that I was not like that. I you know? I would flip over to WGN just to be mad that they were copying the Braves oh. because they're on all the channels. And I was like, ah, oh, that's what the Braves do. Y'all don't get to do that. Well, I, I looked at it like scouting. I was like scouting Smart. the teams. Over there. I was too. I was I was too busy marking my territory. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but so what about other sports, man? Like I'm a huge college football fan. I know uh, Scott Mullins a huge college football fan. As we talked to Mike Ferris, you can visit his website, mikeferrismusic.com. Uh, Mike and uh, are you a college football fan at all? And, and if you are, let me guess, it's probably the Tennessee Volunteers. Well, uh, you know what? I've, I, am a, I am a college football fan. Uh, I'm more, way more uh, a pro football fan. Okay. And uh, – and years ago, it was. It's, I've always been pro ever since I was little bitty 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 bitty, and ever since the. I mean, by the time I could stand up, I was a Cowboys fan, and uh, because in Tennessee we didn't have a team, and uh, and the Cowboys were on every week, and 
and they were America's team. I get I, 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 none of that rang for me, but for, for but but I was a fan of Roger Staubach and Tony Dorsett and Tutal Jones and all those guys and Randy White and all those guys. So I became I was just a, a, a huge Cowboys fan, and then I grew up. And then uh, when, in my 20s, I was in New York City and, and met my, my future wife, Julie. And turns out she was an even bigger Cowboys fan than me. So it was that was that sealed the deal for me. I was like, she's this is the one. And we've been we're, we're celebrating 30 years this year. And we go to Cowboys games and every year and and um, and cheer them on. Uh, you know, being a Cowboys fan is 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 the uh, we, we we deserve more respect than any, we don't get it, but we deserve more respect than any other fans because <laughs> every year we're told. And we are uh, th- that 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 this is the year, and everything's gonna. And every year, it's like we're not even close to it. It's funny, man, because a dear friend of mine, a coworker named Carlos Medina, he is from out in Texas, and he's a gigantic Cowboys fan. And he says, "Mike, this is the year." <laughs> oh my God! But he's a no, sports guy through and through. Why? Yeah, I, but you know what? I'm 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 realistic, and I'm looking at the Eagles over there and going, "We're done for for the next." minimum five years oh no well you, the eagles got all our georgia bulldogs players, that's true so they might be uh giving us some heat and i we, say us because i'm also a dallas cowboys fan mike my, my grandfather raised me up on cowboys football so i know where you're coming yeah. from I, I i even cheer for da- the danny white days and all that stuff so uh i know where you're coming yeah. from you know what they're saying about it this year is that they got rid of the offensive coordinator, and Dak Prescott is now going to call his own plays from the line, and that's going to solve oh everything. God, no nothing, way. nothing going wrong here. There's nothing that can go wrong with this. Foolproof plan. Foolproof plan. Yeah. Who? Where did you hear this? This sounds. This sounds. This is the most insane thing I've heard. Yeah, I may have heard it on one of those one of those networks that starts with an E and ends with an N. They're talking about it. That's you know what that is. That's just that's just that's 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 ratings. That's just trying to get up. Yeah. Sure, they're and just so talking. Everybody, everybody, everybody in everybody in media knows that the value of talking about the Cowboys and keeping them in the news, and so that keeps all the fans stirred up, thinking this is going to be our year. This could be you know, and 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 that's why I say, man, we deserve all the respect, man, because we suffer like no other fan. Like yeah. you know, like so. You know, up until recently, the Dolphins, every year, they just knew they were going to suck, you know, at the Cleveland, you know, Browns. They just always know they're going to suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's no chances for them. There's no hope. For hmm. us, we always have this this false hope, and it's, and it's torturous. It's terrible. As long as you got hope, so, though, you got something, you know? Well, well, in certain respects, but <laughs> with the Cowboys, it's, it's terrible, man. Hey, being a Falcons fan, it's, it's and I don't watch them much, but my son likes them a whole bunch, and you know, so we'll watch them here and there and, and a little bit. And and they're always just awful, and they're they're one that give you a glimmer of hope too. Like they they ran up to the Super Bowl and won for three quarters of the Super Bowl against the powerhouse Patriots. And then they killed my dog, and they lost. Man, first half champs though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, <laughs> three quarters champs. No kidding. My dog died that night. As as the whole, I always say the Falcons killed my dog. Wow. Our, oh my our, no, I'm not kidding, Mike. I'm not kidding. Our dog went into like uh, some convulsions or something, and we had to put him down on Monday after the. And all that was happening right as 
the Falcons were losing it in the last probably three minutes of the game. Dog goes into convulsions, and we didn't. My wife, who's a Patriots fan, strangely enough, uh, it w- had no idea that her team had beat my team because the dog was dying. Oh my God! The Falcons Talk killed my dog. That says right. The That's Falcons terrible. killed my dog. That's awful. It is. It's that so is bad. Awful. So bad. I'm but, thinking there's a country song and, and, and in there they, somewhere. And they were manhandling them too. I know. Man. For three quarters, they were man and let off the let off the gas. I couldn't believe it. Well, I'll tell you how what I mean, happened. The whole nation was shocked. Guys, I'll tell you exactly what happened on on is uh, I was watching the ball. I was watching that Super Bowl with uh, Kevin Kinney and a friend of ours who will go nameless, and that cat actually said at halftime that he wished that the. Patriots would score a couple touchdowns to make it a little more interesting, and I mm. we, we had to throw him out. But he's the guy who jinxed it right there, so it's all his fault. And I, I yeah. we won't say his name. But uh, speaking of uh, sports, though, I know you also love NASCAR, and you once sang the national anthem at a NASCAR race. Is that right? I'm more Formula One guy than I am ah. NASCAR. That actually. sounds fancy. Yeah, all that time over in I Europe. Know that, that's- that's very that's a very un-American thing to say, but uh, but uh, F one is 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 more my thing. But um, but NASCAR is cool too, man. I mean, what, you know, I never got NASCAR until I went to Watkins Glen and sang the national anthem up there one year. Love in New York, and that's when I went. Yeah, and that's when I went. Oh, okay. And then um, and then a few years ago, it's, I, now I don't dislike NASCAR. I, uh, I'm just—I'd I, be lying if I said you know I'm a big fan. Same here. But uh, but 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 uh, but, uh, but my wife and I have—we uh, have a friend who works with uh, in the Richard Petty uh, uh, world camp, and um, and we went to—we were in Charlotte one one weekend doing shows, and he hooked us up uh, to uh, run some cars over at Charlotte Motors Speedway, and it was so much fun. It was absolutely crazy fun man to go and get on that track and run it was amazing i got to do so, it down yeah. at atlanta I, and i topped out about 155 160 what did you get to dude that's rolling i don't know how big atlanta atlanta's a big a big track yeah right? it is yeah this uh charlotte motor speedway man i i've I, something about my 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 contacts or something was i've just gotten them and man, it was messing with me, man. The speed, and uh, it not not just speed, because I've I've driven cars at 130 before. I only got up about 130, one, okay. 135. But um, but and and I was like, I can't I can't go any faster because I'm. It's making me. You know what? That just dawned on me. I know what it was. Now, it was um, I get um, vertigo. Oh no! And, yeah. And and it was and it was and that was that was just as I was starting to kind of experience that and I didn't know what it was, yeah, and it was uh, yeah I was getting kind of dizzy. Come you come around the that 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 second turn, and another thing was there's a there's a another road uh, a track that goes that turns in and I kept. You, you come around there so fast, you're like, turn. And it's like, no, don't turn there. <laughs> like, but I had a friend of mine. I had a friend going 160, man. I don't know how big, how much bigger Atlanta Motor Speedway, but I think it's way bigger than Charlotte maybe. But um, um, 160's is uh, a, a respectable number, man. Dude, I'm telling you, and it scared the daylights out of me. That's when you, when you, 
because you know you you see that and you're like oh my gosh and i never did it again like i didn't even realize it because it just it happened so quick and then i backed that thing way off because i scared myself yeah it was no joke i love it man i I love it man my wife she wore me out over running 130 man she i to this day wears me out over it yeah i can hear it now uh, saying like you you know i almost got you on the richard petty race team but you couldn't uh you couldn't do it could you buddy you you almost made the team no man no she's she's a tough cookie man she was ripping me to this day she rips me she was there to be ripping me goodness christ i was talking to mike ferris and uh you can check out his music mike ferris music.com from the uh, Screaming Cheetah Wheelies. And uh, I want to ask you about something that Scott Munn sent me. And when he sent it to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, i got to hear this. And sure enough, it was this new single and your cover of Honeysuckle Blue from the upcoming Kevin Kenny tribute album, Let's Go Dancing, a celebration of Kevin Kenny. And your version blew me away. It was like nothing I've ever heard before. Or, and I've heard that song covered a thousand times by by a dozen different artists. And I tell you what, yours was the most unique I think I've ever heard. It was amazing. Well, thank you for that, man. It was, uh, you know, when you got a song like Honeysuckle Blue, it's uh, it's easy to reinterpret it, you know, because it's all, you know, the, 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 the bones are there for it, you know. And, um, and, you know, for my thing was I wanted to do, I didn't just want to just recreate, you know, what they did. You know, I thought, you know, there's a, I wanted to, I wanted to dig in and like play off of that that the essence of of uh, southernness that's in there, and um, and I wanted to somehow pull that out because it's it's a very quintessential southern anthem kind of song. That's kind of where where I, my angle for it was, and and it came out to to you know turn into this real country soul kind of thing, and it was uh you know where the guitar there's a signature great signature guitar piece throughout the whole song uh, by a, a friend of mine son Yates McCandry great of uh, becoming huge just huge talent and uh, and I you know I told him I said I want to do the lick the big guitar lick that they do. Uh, but I, I, I just want to imply it. And so that, so that's what he did and it, and it was killer. And so all, all the bones, the skeleton was there and we just, we just kind of, you know, played around with it and, and came up with something, uh, pretty cool, you know? Not just pretty cool. I got to tell you, Mike Ferris, that, uh, there's, there's a moment in, in the life of any American song that becomes kind of, a you know, a classic or an American standard. And it's it's when someone records it in a different way and it kind of breaks through and, and, and kind of circles all the music uh, fans and, and makes it where it's impossible to not accept that it's a, an American standard now. And I think you've done it. I think, you know, some other folks have, have uh, covered the song and kind of played it exactly like Driving and Crying did. But with this uh, this new single, Honeysuckle Blue, that you just uh, come out with, your version, man, it, it, it's... Uh, it's the turnkey moment when it's now an American standard, if you ask me. And I, I think you did a great job on it. Well, I appreciate that. I really love doing it. I, I, I love the way it came out, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, for, the whole, for, for that song and for, for the whole project. Yeah, the whole project. Let's Go Dancing, a celebration of Kevin Kinney. It's, uh, it's basically a really long love letter from Anna Jensen, his wife, now Anna Kinney. Uh, you can find out more about it at AnnaJensenArt.com. 
Uh, she is attempting to put together a hundred songs from Kevin Kinney and Driving and Crying's catalog over four LPs. And she's led off with a couple of singles. Go to AnnaJensenArt.com to, to hear them all. And I think we should I think we should play this one on the show. We'll cue it up, and then we'll be right back, and we'll uh, continue our conversation with Mike Ferris. You can check out his music, MikeFerris.com. This is his version of the legendary Driving and Crying song called Honeysuckle Blue on the Braves Radio Network here on the Braves Country Podcast.
This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma. Blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. I know family is really important to you, and it's super, super important to me. Faith is really important to you, and it's really super important to me. I know you won a Grammy for gospel music, and, you know, it's funny, Elvis Presley, when he won his three Grammys, all of them were with gospel music. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I mean, that's a good company to be in for sure, but the most important part is the importance and the impact of the music that you create that got you that. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I, I, I got into um, exploring old black spiritual music through, uh, uh, through my experiences, my life experiences, and it started when I was in my early 20s for my first trip to Memphis. And was in a record store and came across a uh, Mahalia Jackson record and a Staples Singer record, and and um, and it, I was off and running. Then I was just completely enamored and um, and just fell in love with with, with that genre, man, and started um, started exploring it for many many years. And it was it was just something that was there for me to. Uh, inspire me and give me give me hope there was something there that was more pure spiritually than anything i'd I'd experienced uh from from anybody ever and uh so that's that's what was drawing me to it and um and uh it was my connection uh my conduit to the 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 great healer you know so i was on, on this journey and eventually uh you know, was going through drug addiction and and uh, alcohol addiction, and and uh, so that was that was the thing that when I came out of that, um, it was it became a much more important thing to me. And um, and once once I got to the point to where I, I thought I could go back into music again safely, um, I, we decided to do a, a record of stuff that you know. My manager at the time, Rose McGanty, who we lost her in 2007, but right when I was recording this stuff, um, she suggested to me um, to um, to record. You know, she's in her words, record. Just go record the stuff that you you play around the house. You know, the stuff that you love. And I was 
I was like, nobody wants to hear that. How are we going to sell records of that? She goes, it doesn't matter. Just just do what you want to do. Do what do. We're going to do what we love to do for now. And lo and behold, we did it. And within three songs being recorded, we got signed to a, a Christian label, which I knew I didn't know anything about Christian music. And um, I was more from the streets, so to speak. And um, and so, um, but the but the president, the label president, uh, uh, was was uh, adamant about about signing us. He wanted to make sure that, in his words, that we weren't on the sidelines, that we were in in the game at least, you know, and, and had a shot at, at being heard. And so. We became this uh, not in the Christian world, but we came became uh, um, 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 uh, darlings of uh, the critics, and um, and that record just blew up. We won an Americana Award with it from iTunes when iTunes was really important back then. Uh, in 2007, named it top ten album of the year, and San Francisco Chronicle named it album of the year, and Philadelphia Inquirer named it album, and Barnes and Nobles, and all these things. And so suddenly we were a critical success, and uh, and and were blowing it up, and uh, and I was off running with it, and 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 I was, and I continued to explore that music all the way up to 2015 when we won the Grammy for um, for Shine for All the People. So we we ended up winning, you know, we won. We're, we're actually the only artist in the world who's won Americana, a Dove Award. And a Grammy. Wow. So, uh, and that's a testament to the music too, because uh, um, the music that we were making was uh, appreciated by a wide spectrum of, of uh, music lovers, going from the Christian world to the bluegrass world to the rock world, even. And and so, you know, we would we would go out. You know, Friday we would play a rock festival. Saturday we'd play a bluegrass festival, and Sunday we we would you know could play a church. You know, so it was it was uh, it, it, it was a great great experience. And 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 I always carry that music with me, no matter no matter what what avenues I explore. Uh, that's always a part of what I do. Mike, that it's funny you say that about the the whole weekend schedule. It's just finding the good Lord's people where they are. Well, that's what I mean. That's that's my thing. You know, I just did an interview with uh, a paper in uh, in uh, from South of England at a fe- for a festival I'm doing here in a few weeks, uh, and they were asking me about church. You know, do I go to church? And 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 I and I had to I had to be honest with them. So I don't go to church. And um, she said, Well, well, how do you you know? Uh, I forget what she asked me. I said, Well, I am the church. I take the church wherever I go. I don't, you know, uh, I have a group of people, real close friends of mine, and we have church together. Um, and we're always talking about uh, God, you know, and so it's always with us. And uh, and we're always there to support each other and love each other and hold each other accountable. And um and so, but I'm a I'm a fierce believer in that the church belongs out in the open amongst its people, and you know, and it's and, and we don't we don't have to beat people over the head about it. All you have to do is just be you, and be as Christ-like as you can, and people respond and they they, they recognize the light. So that's you know that's my take on it. This is such an interesting subject to Tug and I because we both have uh, found our path through Jesus, and I just wanted to know 
What would you say to listeners out there who are maybe struggling with this and maybe they're working on their sobriety um, or their relationship or trying to find the light? You know, what would you say to that listener who's uh, maybe scoffing at this conversation? Well, if they're scoffing at it now, they're not ready, uh, most likely. And um, um, if, if you're if you're if you're uh, have softened enough to it, or if you've been beat down enough, you'll 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 have ears to hear. And um, uh, nobody could tell me anything, you know, when I was uh, when I was using, um, and I couldn't imagine a world without it. And I was and I was. I was trying, wanting to get back to God, and I couldn't. And because, you know, the honest the fact of that is, is that love is not enough to get you clean and sober. Love is not enough to save you. You know, um, you know, God gives us the tools to uh, work it out, and and uh, and and uh, get through it. You know, and but it's up to us to make to take those steps. You know. And um, um, when you hit bottom, you'll you'll know it. And um, and uh, but you're gonna have to. You, but you can't you can't make you can't as far as sobriety goes. You can't do it on your own. That's the big thing. That people they they've been living in these little secret worlds for so long uh, through alcoholism and drugs and whatever that um, that. They, that's one of the things that's hard for them to grasp is that you can't do it on your own, and it's okay to ask for help. And once you do that, you're going to realize that you're never going to be able to live on that island again, and and that's a good thing because we're here to support each other. We're here to carry each other's burden. The most beautiful thing that one of the most beautiful things that I know in life is this: is that. I can't carry my own burdens. I can't carry those things. Those things turn into physical ailments that that can kill you. Even um, the the weight of them actually is too heavy for us to physically to carry eventually. But the most profound, beautiful thing to me is, although I can't carry my own, I am perfectly capable of carrying yours. Man, powerful words, powerful statement from Mike Ferris as we sit and talk here on the Braves Country Podcast on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. It's such a a moving uh, testimony that you just shared, man, and I appreciate you doing it, man. I've been married for 22 years now to my wife, my best friend, and I know your wife is your best friend, and she has been kind of the the guide a little bit of the the rock in this this whole thing and, and getting you where, at least helping you get to where you need to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's she is the most amazing human being I've ever known, and um, and she is the wisest person I've ever known, and she's uh, and 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 I I, I I really wouldn't be here, man, if it wasn't for her, you know. And and it took me having to break down and say I I, I need help, you know. And but but it was but it was her that helped me with that breakthrough because. The last time I got clean, she, you know, we went through, uh, she was helping wean me off some some stuff. And and after I kind of got, you know, the the waters smoothed out a little bit, she came to me one day and she said, look, 
She said, we're going to do something different this time. And I started getting really nervous. I was like, things are going okay here, right? She was like, no, we're going to do something different. So what's that? She goes, well, we're going to get down to the why. All of the whys. Why? Why do you? Why do you self-destruct? Why do when things go start go, getting getting going, you want to burn everything to the ground? Why is it you 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 uh, you, you self implode? You know why are these? Why why? Is it, and this is a an ongoing um, um, uh, trend, you know, and um, and so I had to go and dig down. There's one thing getting sober, getting clean and sober is actually the easiest thing to do. Getting down to the nitty gritty and figuring out and working out why I've, I'm like this and why I've been built like this. How did I become this? That's that's the tough stuff. And, okay. and, and but as it turns out, with all when everybody when people make that decision to become a better human being, man, God, He rewards us in the most incredible ways. Because when you become when you choose to work hard to become a a, a better human being, you're not you're. It, it's great that you're getting you're getting better, but it's really not about you. It never was. It's about it's 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 so that you can have the ability to be a proper servant to everybody else. That's the reason you're doing it. And you may not even realize it until way down the road you wake up one day and you go, oh, my God, my life, my greatest joy in life is being a servant. That's right, man. That is the most beautiful thing. Gosh, man, your your words are so moving and powerful, and we appreciate you sharing them, man. This is um, one of those special moments, you know, when when you hear truth, and it rings crystal clear, and we appreciate you for sharing that with us. Um, Mike Ferris is well, who we're God's talking about. Yeah, so yeah, because our God is not a God of confusion. If if, if things around you are, are confusing, confusing, and 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 uh, you can't make heads or tails, and it starts getting wobbly and everything, well, yeah, but God's got nothing to do with that. Whatever you're, whatever you're involved with, God's not involved with that. <laughs> it, right. It, it's truth is simple and straightforward and it's 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 there for everybody to comprehend and understand and grasp yeah love that message man thank you for sharing it you know another great gospel singer that uh another great gospel singer that we all love is uh or the staples singers and of course mavis staples and you got a great song uh, called when mavis sings and tell us about her and what she meant to you in this whole process and and uh, even though she's still an imperfect human, uh, I, I got a feeling she was impactful for you. Yeah, I mean, she's she. You know, uh, I quoted her on my uh, on the uh, album artwork on the on the liner notes uh, when you open up the CD. There's a, a quote from her, and it, and uh, she means so much to me. It says, uh, "It said this joy that I have, it doesn't come from this world," and that's that's how. That's that's me, you know. That's that's exactly. I, you know, I, I was, you know, there's so many things about that family, about her dad and her. Um, the songs that they sang, uh, they were, you know, those old spiritual songs that that they they're full of hope is what they are for me, and uh, and they're singing whether they're singing, you know, Bible stories songs I call. Some songs are Bible stories, you know, and and, and those are, or I'll take you there, 
you know, which became yeah. a big pop hit for them. All of them are so uh, they're so warm and personal the way Mavis sings them, and it just always gave me the sense of you know what you're not alone, you're not alone in your in what you're going through, and um, and 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 God is always here waiting for me, you know, and uh, no matter what I was going through. And uh, so that's what she meant to me. And there's just something powerful about, uh, really about a black female voice that is so powerful for me. It's 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 because I believe that music was a healing salve to their people in a time of uh, when they were in bondage. And I think that 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 was. The, one of their great gifts, and um, and nobody, nobody sings as powerful as those women. Man, it's 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 a it's a special thing. Those are my they're, they're my greatest inspiration. And you taking that power into the future, and we we appreciate you keeping that spirit alive. And um, and you really work hard on tour, man. You are you seem to be on tour all the time. Uh, people. Out there can check out his uh, tour dates at MikeFerrisMusic.com. I know you got the rest of August in Europe and the UK, and then you come back home and Saturday, October seventh, the Triumph in Life concert here in Mableton, Georgia, right across the street here. And then also, what's uh, what's going on with the future? You got some new records coming? Uh, you, you recording this year? I've got a. Um, when is this? When is this going to be uh, broadcast? Uh, probably next week. Okay, I can't I can't give you the, the the details on what's coming up immediately yet, but uh, we've got something coming up uh, later this year, I'll say, and then spring twenty four we'll have a new record out. It's all I've already, I've got enough songs for two records, but uh, but we'll have the one record out, uh, new record out in the spring, um, and um, and we'll be back out. Run, running the roads, buddy. That's southern as it gets, right there. Running the roads. That's what my mom and daddy always said. We go, they're out running the roads. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 a lot of times that that wasn't that didn't mean a good thing too. No, like, you're right. You're out. you're exactly right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that could have that could go that's either way. Does nowadays is run the roads. I know that could go either way. What? <laughs> why you're out running the roads in a good way when you're in town? And and you or yeah. or in the southeast because so many Braves fans across southeast, where are you going to stop to get something good to eat? Is, is there a particular place that you stop in Atlanta? Is there a particular place you stop in Nashville or Birmingham or some place that that you go that some of our listeners might be able to hit up to? Okay, so in Atlanta, I go to. I, I'm lately I'm having to go to Papacitos uh, that y'all have up on. Uh, it's just north of town. Um, oh, Buford Highway, maybe. Well, I was thinking of the one up seventy-five. It's off of uh, it's off of Delk Road. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Up seventy-five, yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, a Papacitos, and there's a Papado there. It's the only one that I know of uh, this side of the Mississippi, outside of Texas, and uh, and that is just crazy good. And uh, there's one outside of Cowboy Stadium that we hang out before the before the games and, and go to. There's another place that I go to off Delk Road. It's called Traditional Sabor da Brazil. Mm, and nailed it. It's good. It's a traditional uh, 
um, uh, kind of uh, cafeteria style. You go down the line and get all your food, and it is crazy good. And I've been going there for 15 years every time I'm in town. Um, there's some other – I'm trying to think some other places in Atlanta I go to. Um I mean, that, well, I mean, that's, I've got a whole list of like all the foods from all over the world, man. Every time we're in some other town, I'm, I'm making making notes on what to eat because once I stopped doing drugs and drinking, I started eating my way through through every city. So. <laughs> what's your favorite what thing to eat? <laughs> Pardon me. What's your favorite thing to eat? I love I love uh, traditional foods, whether it be from from any part of the world. I love. You know, uh, like Southern cooking. I like to. I love uh, Caribbean food, uh, Cuban food, Puerto Rican food is is a huge me one too. for me. Uh, Tex-Mex is big. Indian food, uh, Middle Eastern food is a big one for us. All the indigenous foods from from regions is what we uh, is what we tend to go to, um, uh, with the exception of of the UK. We we kind of stray away from the traditional foods there. Yeah. And go <laughs> <Indian food. laughs> I got to tell you, from touring over there, there is nothing good to eat in the UK, buddy. There, there's that there's one not, shepherd's not pie. That's about know. it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm actually I'm actually a fan of some of their stuff, like uh, their. Uh, their meat pies, their savory mm-hmm. pies, are yeah. crazy good. I love those things. And but, you got to have fish and uh, chips every other day. You got to have fish and chips. Yep, I do some fish and chips, uh, and, and and they and they got the best Indian food and Turkish food and uh, Middle Eastern food over there, man. You you can find it's just great. Well, Mike, where's the best Southern cooking restaurant in the Southeast? Where do you go when you got to get that meat and three or that soul food? What comes to mind? Okay, so. Uh, you know, Miami is where you're going to go for for the Cuban food. Uh, that's that's soul food to me. But uh, you, like, if you're in Lafayette, Louisiana, is is one of the greatest food towns in the world for me. That really? is just so good. Everything down there, but the fried pork chops, boudin, everything they got to offer down there is so good. It's very southern. Um, for um, it, you know, you got to have barbecue. You got to have Texas barbecue when I'm down there. Tex-Mex. When I'm in Tennessee, I want back home. I want you know, I want cabbage and cornbread and pinto yes, beans and chicken and dumplings and fried pork chops and and fried everything, man. Fried squash, everything. And uh, and then I want I want a fish fry. And then I want a crawfish wow. bowl. I want yes, a, sir. you know, I want all everything. I'm over here <laughs> in Norway. And these people absolutely are enamored with Southern culture, yeah. and and that's the way it is everywhere we go, from Spain, everywhere. People when they come, when they want to when they want to talk about America, they want to talk about the American South. Man, they love our music, they love our culture. What's not to love? Amen. You know, we're Brother, you're preaching like, to the choir now. Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking last night, man. We were having dinner at, at one of our Norwegian friends' house. And he is—he has got—he or—he's got a four thousand dollar bar smoker. And he's got what he calls a smoke shack, and he's made it up to look like Texas and Tennessee, man. It's crazy. <laughs> and um, and and he and and, and they want—they want to pick my brain over hush puppies, fry, how we fry fish, how we do this, how we do that. And I and I tell you know I'm, I, they're like how do you how do you make cornbread? And I'm like well you got to have cornmeal. You have cornmeal here? No, we don't have cornmeal. So you got any buttermilk? No, we don't get buttermilk here. I'm like <laughs> well, you don't have to make buttermilk, and I will send you some cornmeal. Wow. Son, y'all and, out um, of luck. 
Yeah. And so, you know, they are enamored with it, man. But our food is just so good, man. I mean, when you think about it, it's like we got some of the best food on the planet. Yes, sir. And and so, uh, you know, I'm I'm as you can tell, I'm a I'm a proud, proud Southern. Yes, sir. Um, American by birth and Southern by the grace of God. That's it, man. But I'm also—it's also really, really special, man. When you when you're so far away from home and 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 see how people are so in love with your culture, man. It's, it's really great. Mike Ferris uh, spreading gospel music and Southern food all over the world, and we love that. We love you for yes, it. Sir. And one thing I wanted to <laughs> uh, before we go, you know, I, I noticed a kind of a similarity or a, a yin and yang thing going on with, you know, your last record. Uh, Silver and Stone, of course, was kind of a love letter to your wife Julie, and then now we your your new single Honeysuckle Blue is on this love letter record from Anna Kenny or Anna Jensen uh, to Kevin Kenny, and uh, I just wanted to play a song from your record uh, uh, Silver and Stone if if Tug agrees. Let's, yeah, man, let's, let's do it. To, to close the show, I wanted to play the song Moving Me, and uh, it's a, it's a really great song, uh, and you got Joe Bonamassa. Uh, playing guitar on it, he he's got a great solo on it. Um, tell us about Joe Bonamassa yeah. and how he became a fan and friend, and uh, set this song up for us, if you will. Tell us about uh, moving moving me. Well, uh, moving me was another one that was written written um, about Ju- Julie. You know, she became the muse for that record. Uh, I think I had moving me before. I started working on the record, maybe I, I think, and and it was just a matter of waiting on the right time to put it on the record. And uh, but it's really uh, just again about how she has been my she's been my conduit to God for so many years, man. And she's been my my rock, you know, and um, and just the love affair we've had for over the years it's just been it's just been amazing and um and so moving me was just another one of those songs that that was just inspired by her sheer beauty and uh inside and out and and uh and then when we we recorded it i had just recorded uh, a song joe had asked me to come over and sing on a uh, record that he was producing for reese wine and so he was with double trouble See Ray Vaughn's band and who I was uh, a, a bandmate of with Double Trouble back in the early 2000s. And so uh, Reese wanted me to sing on that record and Joe wanted me to sing on it. And so we had, we, we were working on both those records at the same time. And so I was like, so, um, so why don't you come over tomorrow and, and cut a, a solo on this one too. And um, so he, he, um, he uh, uh, returned the favor of, uh, and 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 played on uh, moving me for me, and uh, our our relationship, uh, mine and Joe's goes back to the 1990s when he was uh, a kid, and he would knock on the door. First time I met him, he was knocking on my tour bus door uh, in New York at Wetlands, at one of the famous um, venues uh, all the jam bands used to play. And this you know this kid opened the door and he's down here at the bottom on the street he goes uh hey man i'm uh wondering if you guys be would you guys mind let me sit in tonight <laughs> and i was like come up here a minute man and he had these shoes on he had these uh i forget what they call it they're 
they're you know they're like a two-tone kind of patent leather shoes you know and uh i was like i don't know man i said if if shoes like that man if you ain't bringing the heat with them shoes man you ain't gonna you you, you're in big trouble and uh and so we put him on stage man and we were filming a dvd that night man and he killed it wow okay uh, it doesn't always happen like that no 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 i had him come in for sound check and um and he and he came in and he he just killed it, man. I was like, okay, man, look, let's just go ahead and do this, and and um, and it was great. It was great. So we've been we've been friends ever since, man. That's so cool. Well, let's uh, let's first say thank you so much for being on the show. And the next time that you're through town, we'd love to have you. Invite you into the studio, maybe bring a guitar and pick a couple songs out, and and just hang with us. And heck, if there's a Braves game, we'll see if we can't get to it. Go to a Braves game, man. I used to, every time I would come into town, I would, if Braves were playing, we had a day off, I would go get a ticket, go down, walk down there or taxi over and go in there all by myself, man, just sit and watch a game, man, and one, at, during at, at, in, at, at afternoon. And it was just so beautiful, man, just to walk. I, mean, I think you could get a ticket, you know, like a, just a general, just a GA ticket for like 10 bucks back then. Yeah. You yeah, know, and no then, or 10 or 12 bucks, and you just go sit where you wanted to, you know. Yeah, and, well, um, you got a couple buddies that will go to the game with you now. You don't have to go by yourself anymore, Mikey. Tug and I will go with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot you, man. We'll go. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about being Southern and watching the Braves, which ain't nothing more Southern than watching the Braves in and of itself. So, heck, yeah, man. It'll be, a, right, it'll be man. a fun time. So we're going to close out the show by saying thank you for being with us. And here is the song that Scott wanted to play called Moving Me. And it is by Mike Ferris. You can find more about Mike Ferris at Mike Ferris, F-A-R-R-I-S, MikeFerrisMusic.com. Mike, please join us again one day soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All the best, man. Safe travels. Appreciate it, boys. Hey, man, go Cowboys and go Braves. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. All right, see you, pal. God bless you. Just beyond City street lights just beyond your darkest seas, just beyond my wildest dreams. I found you waiting just for me. Wait,
This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherd's Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why.